Good evening, sports world. What is good? Chris Dell here from Go Baller FFS, here to bring you our Go Baller NCAA Monday Insider Podcast with the godfather, Mr. Alan Dell, former NCAA reporter and beat writer. And jumping right into things, we are getting oh so close to March Madness. New AP Top 25 poll released today. We've got a couple conference tournaments on the verge of beginning next week. And without further ado, Mr. Alan Dell. NYC is the place to be. Tell me about that, man. Yeah, definitely. You got the uh, Big Ten Conference going to have its tournament for the first time in New York, and they moved it up a week in order to have it because uh, the Big East Conference has it the, the following week. So the Big Ten starts off next uh, Thursday. They, they want to get exposure in the Northeast, particularly with Rutgers and Maryland now in the conference. So, uh, so, so you got your first class ticket spot? You flying JetBlue or what are you doing, man? To do, uh, B, I mean, you, you got the Big Ten. There's three quality teams, Purdue, Michigan State, Ohio State. Purdue or Michigan State could be a number one seed when the NCAA tournament rolls around. And the following week, you, you got the ACC tournament in Brooklyn. And you got the Big East. Brooklyn, tournament. baby. And, you know, Big East, you got uh, Villanova and Xavier. They either one could be a... Number one seed, maybe both of them, you, you just don't know. So it, it, it's pretty exciting. If you're a college basketball hoops fan, the place to be is in a Big Apple starting next Thursday. The place to be is MSG NYC, my friends. You heard it here from the Godfather. Not only is the Big Ten tournament starting next week before March 1st, we've got five other conference tournaments starting before the month of March rolls around. That's the Atlantic Sun, the Big South, Northeast, Ohio Valley, and Patriot League conference tournaments if you're a hoops junkie like myself you gotta love those young scrappy small d1 schools fighting for their life for a chance to get an automatic berth into this year's ncaa tournament and just looking at all the schedules coming up you talked about uh, even in orlando you got the aac american athletic conference going to orlando this year um, some good basketball to be played for sure. We had a good game between Xavier and Villanova this past week. It seems like Villanova has Xavier's number overall, but when it comes down to it, you know, MSG, NYC, without having said even that, what conference tournament are you looking forward to most that can give you the most insight into what the tournament's going to shape out to be next month? Well, I think the Big Ten is very interesting, with, again, with Michigan State and Purdue and Ohio State. Uh, but the ACC, the supposedly the premier tournament, uh, Virginia's the, their top team, but I, I, I like North Carolina, I like Duke, uh, I, I'm, I'm not a big Virginia guy, not when it comes to Final Four, I just don't, I like the, the, whole, the, the teams with the experience, the history, and Duke and North Carolina are, are right up there, I, I just think uh, Duke is extremely talented, they're very young, they don't have a lot of depth, but... Uh, you get in that tournament, you never know what's going to happen. Well, the, the ACC is always crazy outcomes for sure, just like the Big East used to be back in the day. But even looking at now, it's it's surprising to see uh, Virginia holding on to the number one seed so firmly throughout this season. I think that you know them and Villanova, you know, have had that top one number one seed the most when it comes to the rankings. And you look at Duke and North Carolina; they're both two teams that are back into the top ten now. People aren't talking about them as being legitimate threats, but you look at Duke and that you know. Uh, mock draft projections for the NBA, the Dukies have five pro uh, projected first-round picks on their roster. You tell me that isn't a team that if they can just get it together somewhat, to say the least, they could easily roll to a national championship with no clear, with no clear dominant teams in the field. Am I right, or yeah, you tell absolutely. me? Absolutely. And, and the thing is, there's no dominant team in this field, but so you, you, what do you look for? you got to look for re uh, the teams that rebound well always do well here, and you look at 
The top four teams in rebound margin are North Carolina number one, Michigan State, Wichita State, and Duke. So those are familiar names, especially North Carolina, Duke, and Michigan State. Always known, Tom is always known for rebound. That's a key stat right there, absolutely, if you want to make some noise in the tournament. Yeah. I mean, but you look at the potential, this is like one of those years where Kentucky has all the number one picks you know, going into the draft. They seem like they had no issues winning a championship in those years. You're talking about Wendell Carter from Duke, Marvin Bagley, not to mention Gary Trent Jr., the shooting guard. Then you got Trent Duvall, and then obviously the senior, Grayson Allen. So this Duke Blue Devils team is stacked. I can't see them not being the favorite going into the tournament when it's all said and done. Yeah, well, especially now they're coming on strong. This is the time of year to do it. Who you got, Virginia or Duke, to win the win the ACC tournament, man? Call, calling well, it now. I'm not sure. I'll, I'll go with Duke, but I'm not sure how much that tournament's going to mean. Or maybe the Tar Heels can sneak in. We'll be right back with some more NCAA hoops talk on Go Baller FFS. Welcome back, Sports World, to Go Baller FFS and our weekly NCAA Monday Insider Podcast with the Godfather, Mr. Alan Dell, former NCAA sports writer. I'm your host, Chris Dell, the mad journalist, and we mentioned the new AP Top 25 poll in the last segment. And we got Middle Tennessee checking in at number 24 overall, marking the first time that's, that school has been in the AP Top 25 in program history. Talking about Duke having the biggest jump of the week. Number 13, Wichita State moving up six spots after beating Temple. And then number five, Cincinnati. Mr. Allendale, any big surprises on your end looking at the new AP Top 25 poll? No, but I'm outraged at something. Kansas moved move from number 13 to 8 thanks to the officiating uh, in that bizarre game against West Virginia. Uh, the officials, like every year, seems to favor Kansas City. The Jayhawks shot 35 free throws and West Virginia shot two. That's ridiculous. That's the worst it's ever been in the career of Bob Huggins. Your, your boy Huggy Bear had, a, had got, got an old ran himself on the microphone well, after that game. Anybody that, that's coaching a basketball game and the other team shoots 35 free throws and they're the home team and you shoot two, well, something is drastically wrong. Uh, it's college officiating. You think the NBA officiating is bad. Well, college is worse because they really have nobody to answer to. Well, it's a quote-unquote from Bob Huggins. I've been doing this for 40 years. I don't think I've ever been in a game where we shot two free throws. So a 35-2 free throw disparity, that's absolutely nuts. Kind of home, hometown cooking for the refs down in Kansas. Rock Chalk Jayhawk right there, man. Yeah, they had no chance to win. West Virginia has no chance to win when the refs take, you know, take that away from them and it, it's outrageous but there's no one you can play can complain it seems it seems like just like yesterday the west virginia mountaineers were in the top five top ten now they're slipping all the way down yeah, to what they, number 21 overall yeah, in the ap lost a lot of close games they got some problems too uh, but their defense is good yeah, got, and they like to press but uh, like i said before when you're a pressing team it may work in the early part of the season middle but towards the end of the season teams get to see it practice against it and has least amount of effect. Well, we talked about the Big Ten tournament a little bit coming up here in a few, or next week, actually, in Madison Square Garden, New York City. The Ohio State Buckeyes, one of the top three teams competing for the Big Ten championship. They had a very rough week, double-digit losses against Penn State and Michigan State. They had the biggest fall in Monday's new AP Top 25 poll. Ohio State Buckeyes falling eight spots to number 16 overall. St. Mary's falling seven spots to number 22 after a loss at San Francisco, the other USF, not the University of South Florida Bulls there. And then the Cincinnati Bearcats falling six spots to number 11 
after losses to both Houston and Wichita State. Uh, out of these three teams on the slide, Ohio State, St. Mary's, and Cincinnati, any of those three teams on your radar as uh, NCAA tournament contenders? Yeah, Cincinnati. I mean, this is the time of year teams are tired. They're waiting. They're wanting to get through the regular season. They're looking ahead. So a lot, a lot of these things can happen, and you, there's so much tape on, on your opponent's uh, I wouldn't put much stock into I like Cincinnati. I like their grinding out defense. Wichita State, uh, we'll see. We talk about them having the good rebounding numbers, Wichita State there, but need to start winning some games. And then speaking of some NCAA throwback history here, Kelvin Sampson's Houston Cougars checking in at number 23 in the poll. That's the team's first AP poll appearance since 2005 when they were number 20, 25 overall. So that's some interesting stuff. Former NBA great Hakeem Olajuwon was the Cougars' big man on the way to being the number one overall pick in the NBA draft in 1984. How about Oklahoma and, and, and the star-studded Trey Young no longer in the top 25? It seems like they've fallen out fast out of glory there. Yeah, Trey Young, he's a, he leads the country in scoring and in assists, but uh, a lot of people don't like his overall game. They say he's too small. He's a, a Allen Iverson size without without the Allen Iverson speed or athleticism. Okay, well, I was going to say that. That's, that's not a very good Allen Iverson comparison right there. How about just give me your when we got a lot of tournaments coming up. we got a lot of you know te- teams slipping, rising in the rankings. What can we make of all this? Give me one or two team sleepers that are on your radar right now. Well, sleepers, uh, there's quite a few of them. Uh, I'll tell you what, I, I like Alabama, Avery Johnson's team. Uh, they are maybe the most inconsistent team in the country. Uh, they, they've won six games against uh, top 50 teams, but they also lost six games against teams outside the top 50. They're just, they're just inconsistent. Uh, Not even close to the top 25. They got one vote for the top 25 in the polls. They, they, they got to get they got to get in the tournament before they can be a yeah, sleeper, they, right? They might, have, they might have problems getting in the tournament. So, uh, well, they do have projected lottery pick and point guard Colin Sexton. So de- definitely a, a talented team needs to put it together, a little more consistency on that side. So continuing our discussion a little bit here on the new AP Top 25 and what that means going forward into March Madness next month. I mean, you mentioned some sleepers, right? I I still think the Rhode Island Rams coming off a loss. They're in the Atlantic 10, still first place in that conference. Recently lost to St. Bonaventure. But St. Bonaventure is a very darn good team this season. Rhode Island sitting there at 21-4 and overall. Some impressive wins on their resume, and this is a program that's been around for a while that's had some late season disappointments in recent years falling out of favor, but I think regardless of whether they win that A-10 tournament next month, they're going to get an at-large bid even if they don't get an automatic bid. That would be my biggest sleeper in terms of, you know, maybe mid-major schools, so to speak, Uh, but you can't sleep on the Gonzaga Bulldogs. I know they're not underdogs anymore. They're six in the country 25 and 4 overall this team has some nba talent and they have the experience to go deep into the tournament and in a field where there's no clear-cut favorites this could be the year that the gonzaga bulldogs win it all am i crazy am i sipping some crazy juice here mr allendell what say you yeah, on that yeah that, i think that juice has gone to your head uh, i'll tell you what am i another sleeper i like is virginia tech who beat virginia about a week and a half ago at virginia that, that's a team you got to be careful of they got a couple of good scores uh, Chris Clark, and uh, who's, who comes off the bench, Nickel, Nickel Alexander Walker, 25 a game, and Kerry Blackshear Jr., 25 a game. So that, that's a team I'd be careful of. Uh, you never know what they might do. Some of you, you mentioned the St. Bonaventure Bonnie's one of the best shooting teams 
in the country. But like I said, anything can happen. You never know. I said one team that we talked about last week in our bracket preview after the selection committee's rankings coming out is Texas Tech Red Raiders. And they moved up again in this week's AP Top 25 poll. Now sitting at a tie with Gonzaga at number six overall. Texas Tech 22-5. and They're in the first place in the Big 12 overall, so even ahead of the likes of Kansas and other big powerhouses there. And this is a team that's had big wins against ranked teams. They beat Baylor when they were ranked 18th. They beat Kansas when they were ranked 10th. They beat West Virginia when West Virginia was ranked second. Not not as much of a big win anymore. they, They lost at Baylor recently by two points on the road, so a tough conference loss coming off a 10 point win against Oklahoma to knock them out of the top 25. This, this is a team that, that goes deep, and, and this is a team we haven't seen really in contention in a while uh, You know, to take to take any type of NCAA success into the tournament. Yeah. You know, and then you got to wonder about Kentucky. Uh, is there a possibility that they don't make the tournament? I mean, they do have uh, a lot of talent on that team, but they just haven't managed to put it all together this year. There's talk to the players or don't give 100%. And, and this is probably the least of uh, – Calipari's talented team since he became a one-and-done professor. It's, it's surprising not to see Kentucky near the top of the rankings, and you wonder what has happened to Calipari. It seemed like he was a sure shot to get every number one recruit in the country. Not so much anymore right now. I mean, they're they're uh, you know second place in terms of votes outside of the top 25, so you could say they're ranked 27th in the new AP poll overall, sitting there behind Baylor at 26, Florida State at 25 in the last official slot there. But, uh, yeah, Kentucky, is, is there ever a chance your boy Calipari could be on the hot seat over there for the Kentucky Wildcats? Well, if you want to know what happened to Kentucky, go watch Duke because four of Duke's players were, were people that, that uh, Calipari was hoping to get. So that, that's Coach K since he uh, got into the one-and-done business for uh, has given Calipari a run for his money and has right now got the best of the one-and-done guys last year out of high school. But, you know, Kentucky still has Kevin Knox, a 6'9 wing forward, a double-figure scorer, be a high lottery pick in the draft. So looking at the top and, and not much movement there, but Virginia number one with 42 first-place votes. You got Michigan State number two with 19 first-place votes. And then Villanova still getting four first-place votes, an impressive win at Xavier this past week. Out of those three teams, do you feel like they're the current front runners, or which of those three teams, I mean, do any of those three teams have a chance to win at all? I mean, top three teams in the country right now. Michigan State, I like because the rebound, and I, I just, I, I've seen Virginia play quite a few times. I, I don't think they might make it to the Final Four, but that's as far as they'll get. You're still high on Purdue, but they slipped down to number no, nine I've now. I've never been high on Purdue. I mean, they're good. They're they got the big guy in the middle. They got some good shooters, but they're slow as molasses. Well, it seems like there's there's a lot to criticize for every team in the top. Top 25, like you said, no clear-cut favorite. Maybe the most wide-open field we've seen in a long time. The, mo- the the biggest since I can remember. I don't I don't know if you want to call that parody because once you get past the top 25, there's some real bad teams out there as well. So we're going to be right back on Go Baller FFR. So here with another segment on our NCAA Insider Pod. So getting into some hoops news off the court that could affect things on the court, at least what the reports are saying right now from the FBI, that quote-unquote Hall of Fame coaches should be scared and that the landscape of the NCAA basketball could be fundamentally altered 
I'm your host here, Chris Dell on Go Baller FFS. This is our weekly NCAA Insider Podcast, sitting with former NCAA sports writer, Mr. Alan Dell, who's done a vast series of reporting on this topic alone. Speaking of NCAA corruption, Mr. Alan Dell, how can we relate this new news in the NCAA, this ongoing investigation and corruption scandal? What relevance does it have to what's going on right now in the current landscape of college basketball and what can be changed, if anything? Well, it's no new news that players are getting paid. We, anybody knows anything about college sports, big-time football, big-time basketball, knows players are getting paid. And basically, there's nothing wrong with it because the NCAA is exploiting them. They come into these colleges. They make millions of dollars. And in the case of football, billions of dollars for, for schools, for coaches, for presidents. And they get absolutely nothing. So anything they can get under the table, they deserve. I don't know why the government is going after this. I don't know whose idea it was. Because they ought to be investigating the NCAA, which in my opinion is the most corrupt sports organization in this country, maybe one of the most corrupt in the world. And they just exploit players. The only reason the NCAA exists is to make sure the players don't get any money, which they rightly deserve, by the way. Could the NCAA be behind this to take the pressure and the light well, off I, of them? I, I think the NCAA doesn't want this. This apparently was a government run sting operation. I, I, I believe the NCAA doesn't want this because they or the people that are higher up, because they know what's going on. Everybody knows players get paid. We know it. Well, you talk about just, like, the fact that everyone knows we have limited resources here when it comes to our government and everything that we do, right? So you, th- you mentioned raids with college basketball. Like, why the hell are we spending all this time and energy raiding college basketball programs? I mean, you know, kids aren't getting physically hurt. These kids are making money for their families, for themselves. Most I mean, of, Most of these kids are inner-city kids. They're poor. They come from poor families. This is a chance to make some money, so why shouldn't they get paid? There's, they have no option. They can't go to the NBA in the first year. Well, Adidas is at the center of this scandal, and, and last year, 10 people were arrested overall on charges of fraud and corruption, including some assistant coaches and managers. So, and now they're saying that Hall of Fame coaches could be in question. Uh, they're saying former championship teams could get their titles stripped. I mean, my, my saying is on that, that they won the game. It's not like you can go back and erase it from our memories, but... What, what, what is the worst that could happen? What's worst-case scenario for college basketball, in your opinion, in this situation? What could happen? I mean, they could take the title away. They've done that in, in some sports to some schools. Uh, uh, I don't know what's the word. The worst that could happen maybe is to not allow some uh, freshman players to play in a particular school, you know, send them out to pasture, so to speak. And I, I worry about the players more than anything else. I don't care about the school, the coaches. They're making all kinds of money. Uh, and like I said, everybody knows this is going on. If they don't know, that they're lying or they're, they're totally naive. I was saying that the, the quote-unquote, the breadth of potential NCAA rules violations uncovered is wide enough to yeah. fund, fundamentally and indelibly alter the sport of college basketball, well, according to Yahoo's Pete Thamel. But saying up to three dozen D1 programs could be facing NCAA violations. Well, maybe violations, but I don't see how they broke the law. What, what If you want a kid to go to a school and you give him money, what's wrong with that? How is that breaking the law? Maybe it's breaking an NCAA violation. How about all the morality that the NCA breaks oh, and the way they treat these athletes. It's a shame, a crying shame. Well, is, is, is there any type of history or precedent behind this? I mean, like you said, this isn't really new news, right? This is something that's been going on for just a very long time. I mean, yeah. Why is it getting the press that it gets now? I don't know. Someone in the government decided he was going to become a hero or something and decided to take on uh, some of these colleges. I don't know why he did it, that particular uh, individual. I I don't know what his motivation was, but it makes no sense. We've got so many important things going on in this country, and we're going to worry about players getting 
paid to go to a certain school. It's outrageous. It's ridiculous. Unless some of the schools that are not paying, maybe there's a few who don't have the money. Maybe they're jealous. But uh, can, can do you see any actual things improving with the NCAA because of this? Players allowed to get paid by well, companies like Adidas. They're fighting that in court. You know, they get a little bit more now. They get a stipend which they never got before. Uh, cost of living expense, they call it. We'll see what happens. Uh, well, some people could say that's a small step. Some people might say that's not even a step forward in, in that case. But uh, definitely appreciate you breaking things down for us here. Thanks for tuning in, Sports World, to Go Baller FFS, our NCAA Monday Insider Podcast. We'll be back with some NBA hoops talk tomorrow. Peace out.